Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Opera After Dark. Mm. <laughs> and Elspeth <laughs> makes that sound because <laughs> this episode is all about operas that we hate. Ugh. The worst. Hate Ugh. is not a strong enough word. I don't know. I felt that hate was almost too strong of a That's word. That's true. No. Well, actually, there's... <laughs> Our personalities are being revealed big time. <laughs> hate actually does... It did help me in my decision-making process. Mm. Because you see operas from time to time that you just don't particularly enjoy. Yeah, that's but to fair. Say, but to say that you hate something, there's there has to be reasons behind that. I agree. Why you hate an opera or any work of art, for that matter. So from, from that standpoint, it makes it like a little bit more interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess we can just jump jump right in operas that we hate. Should I start because I already gave a sneak peek into the opera that I hate? Yeah, you start. So if you listen to our uh, previous episode, which was operas that we love, yay! <laughs> Elspeth made a reference to the opera that I hate. I did. Which is Swan Angelica. By. By Puccini, and it's part of his Il Tridico, mm-hmm. which include as three one-act operas, which is Il Tabaro, mm-hmm. Swan Angelica, and Johnny Skiki. Mm-hmm. Johnny Skiki is an opera that I love. Johnny Skiki's great. I absolutely love Johnny Skiki, and actually Il Tabaro, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like it's not as much in the mainstream as the latter two. Mm-hmm. Often, uh, different, you know, companies or schools will, will perform the latter two, Swan Angelica and Johnny Skiki, as like a double bill and just do those two. Right. It's not as common anymore to see all three of those perform mm-hmm. together. And actually, going back in the performance history. Like, very soon after these works premiered as Il Tridico, companies started to break them up. Mm-hmm. And they would do, they would combine them with either other very small operas by other composers or even, like, one-act ballets and different things like that. Like, very quickly, they were no longer, you know, the trilogy. Well, let's get into the nitty-gritty of why you despise Swar Angelica so much. Do you hate nuns? <laughs> it's not that I hate nuns, although when you think about it, like no offense against nuns or uh oh, anyone who doesn't know, like, Angelica is about nuns. It is about nuns, mm-hmm. and that's the entire storyline takes place in the day, in a day in the life of a convent, mm-hmm. which, like, I, I can't imagine that there's so many entertaining things happening in a convent, and this opera is like Exhibit A of that theory. Like, Isn't there one character that sings a whole little aria about how much she likes sheep? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the one that loves sheep. Soir Genoifa or something yes. like that. Yes, and there's one that like loves food. Right. Like, oh my gosh. And that's seriously, those are the plot elements of this opera. Well, that's like the first 20 minutes. 20 minutes of a 55-minute opera. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, fair. Do you like it once like an actual plot starts happening, and like we found out that Sister like Swan Angelica, spoilers, like had an illicit affair and had a baby and not really. I think maybe dead. maybe when it premiered like you knew that I knew that. So yeah. this premiered in the what like nineteen teens? I think it was like nineteen eighteen something like that. That it premiered, mm-hmm. and at that point in time, twentieth century. Yeah. So at that point in time, that was probably a more scandalous thing. I mean, it's still kind of scandalous that she was sent to this convent because she Mm -hmm. had a child um, that was kept away from her and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in today's world, that's just like, you know, people have children out of 
wedlock and, and they don't get sent to a convent. Well, she was a very, she was born into a very That's true. noble, noble family. That so that had true. something to do with it. They had the, the means. They didn't want yeah. the scandal. And That's part of it. But then, like, the culmination of the opera is that she just, you know, is so overwhelmed by grief that she, you know, she finds out that her child has died. Mm-hmm. And then she needs to sign away her rights to whatever inheritance she might have. Mm-hmm. And then she commits suicide. It's like... Then there's the big scene at the end where she sees the Virgin Mary and her baby and she goes like crawling toward them. And that's pretty yes. beautiful. Yes, but that it seriously is all of five minutes of an opera. Let's listen to it. The end? Yeah. Yeah. So the whole like where, where do you want to pick up with? Like the very end when Let's she sees the, the, the very end with every all the nuns singing, she sees the Virgin Mary and okay. she's like, ah. Unless you want to listen to something else. <laughs> yeah, when she starts having her sighs, when she has yeah. the wave of, of grace <laughs> right, right. falling yeah. over her, she goes, <laughs> Unless you want to listen to the aria about sheep. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can listen. <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can listen to that, that part at the end that okay. is actually. It is beautiful. It, you're right. It is beautiful. But she also, so she poisons herself. Right. And there's this terrible moment. I think this is right before this part that we're about to listen to where she realizes that because she took her own life, then she's condemned to hell and then she'll never see her, like, child. Right. She didn't think about that for, like, a hot second. Yeah. But I think it ends up okay because as she's dying, she either sees a vision of the child or in some productions they actually put a child on the stage that, like, comes out. Let's listen to... Some of Swarangelica. Yeah, some, this is Swarangelica herself as she's dying, but feeling oh. some, yeah, some, some redemption. She's, oh. she's
Is there anything else you'd like to say about Soren Jelk? Anything else you'd like to listen to? The aria? Yeah, we could listen to it. Okay, before we listen, so just to like sum up your reasons of hatred, you just find it boring, essentially. There's like, no role for him in it. It's, that's you actually part plot, of it. That's part of it. I you know, just... unengaging, and then the things that take up large chunks of time you find boring and uninspiring. Kind of. Are you judging me right now? No, no I'm, try- I'm trying, trying to, to like clarify the reasons why you hate mm-hmm. this opera. Another Yes, that's a huge part of it. Um, the Portions of the music are beautiful, but it's like per- percentage-wise. I just mm. feel like it's generally not as inspired. Okay. And also, I l- like the, uh, diversity in voice types. And okay. I feel like to have an opera where there are no male voices is, I mean, I'm if I had to say, I'm partial to male voices anyways. So that contributes to it. All right. That's part of it. So, so there. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Okay. That's okay. my story, or lack thereof, in Swar Angelica. Fair. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only the story of a, a woman who, you know, has an illegitimate child, has to give him up because of her family, and is stuck in a convent. And then her aunt comes and visit her, and says, "Sign over your rights." BT Dubs, the kid's dead, and then she kills herself. I explained it in thirty seconds. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I'm saying. Super simple. Let's just say if this was like olden times and we were coming to the opera as like a social gathering and that we were like eating our dinner during it and like playing cards and everything. Mm-hmm. In that trilogy, Swarangelica would be like when you went to the bathroom. <laughs> go get ice when you, cream. Yeah, go get your ice right. cream. Like do whatever you need to do because Il Tabaro, really dramatic. And so have a little liaison in a box somewhere. <gasps> yeah. Oh, liaison. Did that yeah. happen frequently? Oh yeah. Oh, we should talk Why about do you think the sometime. boxes had like curtains and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yes. Dark places for dirty deeds. Mm-hmm. But then Johnny, like Johnny Skiki, I could, funny. I could add that to an it's very opera that I love. That. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Just because. Yeah. It's really it's the, the really only, fast-paced. It's the only comedy that Puccini did. Puccini was not a funny man. Yeah, but no. he really nailed it with that one. Well, I gotta say, La Fanchula del West is funny for other reasons. <laughs> Unintentionally <laughs> funny. We can talk about that. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we'll save it for its okay. own episode. Save it for yes. a, a future episode. La Fanchula del West, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna listen to Senza Mama or whatever the aria is? Is that the aria? Yes. Yeah, yeah let's listen to just a little bit. Senza okay. Mama is translates to like without mama, without your mother. So mm-hmm. it's talking, you know, she's... About her orphan child. Yeah, talking about her orphan child. Who is now dead. Yeah. Dead. And on that note... Sead. Here's some music. Here we go. Thank <laughs> you. 
So that is a, the best parts of Swear Angelica. I think the you best just part is the, the sheep aria. <laughs> yeah, God. And when the woman's talking about food. So I have actually, 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 correction. The the ant character. What's her name? La Principessa. Yes, La Principessa. That part actually is pretty. That's not a bad aria. That dang it, we shouldn't have played that. That's, Can't go back now. Yeah, too late. Well, if, no take backs. If anybody's YouTubing, I know I've already used my couple of clips. Gosh, wasted. But anyways, the Principessa aria actually, as a standalone, is pretty good because it's yeah. like this. Like really low mezzo, even like would you even? Well, it's like, like near contralto. contralto. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and it ends like on a very very like Uditia, mm -hmm. and that's like the actual note. Not really, but it's <laughs> it's pretty epic, and it's it, the aunt is telling Swarangelica basically what's happened to her kid and all of it. It's, Dad. Yeah, it's depressing, but it's kind of epic. So that that part I do like, if I have to admit. But enough. We've talked about this way too much. In the amount of time we've been talking about this, the the opera's halfway over, and nothing's happened. <laughs> we've already talked about the sheep and the food. Yeah. So who's next? What opera do you hate? I'm going to start because Naomi sort of tags on to yes. mine. You guys have already discussed? Sorry. Although, as we've been talking, so the reason we discussed was because I feel like hate is such a strong word. There are a lot of operas that I don't like that much, I but I wouldn't put them in the bucket of hate. And so I was sitting here thinking, is there an opera that I actually really hate? And I think I have one that comes close to hate, but I still think that we should go with Elspeth first because I hold to all my feelings that I confided in her yeah. regarding her choice and how I hook into that. So, Elspeth, Elspeth. Parsifal. Okay. I hate it. By actually, none other than Richard Wagner. Tell me, tell me about it. I I haven't seen Parsifal. I so. think it's really hard for me to separate any of Wagner's music from the actual person. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, um, was a raging anti-Semite, really actively hated Jews, and Parsifal has always really bothered me, because um, you know it's the story of this errant knight who finds uh, redemption in this sort of group of Christians by going on this um, pilgrimage. And it's just, Christianity is like a heavy part of it and it's portrayed in such a weird way. Like um, everybody finds redemption via Parsifal. So like Parsifal is Christ, which in its own way is like really offensive because Christ is not in it in any way, shape or form. Mm. Like it makes no sense makes no sense whatsoever. And doesn't it have something to do with, like, the Holy Grail and stuff yeah, like so that? Yeah, so nice pilgrimage. It's like and... a, a grail quest. There's all this weird stuff that's happening. And then who, who is, like, Kundra? So I haven't seen it either all the way through. I've seen Kundra parts of it. Kundra is, like, the sexy lady in the beginning. Yeah, but she... That <laughs> Parsifal, who's yeah. a grail knight. Mm. Um, and then it ends up that he, like, you know, converts her in all of this right. stuff. And she gets redeemed in the eyes of the Lord or whatever. But I just... It makes no sense. It's super muddled. How's the music? And whatever. Give your and first. And um, it gives this view that the you know the only people who are going to go to heaven in this world and the only good people are the Christians because you know Wagner hated the Jews, um, and that has always really bothered me. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I understand the importance of Wagner in uh, Western music history. Um, I don't particularly 
care for him. I know he did all these really interesting things harmonically, but um, this episode would probably go out before we talk about Carlo Deswaldo. As we said in that episode, Deswaldo did a bunch of that stuff already in like the 16th century. I just think that Wagner was really impressed by Wagner, and he takes an incredibly long time even for opera, an incredibly long time to say what he wants to say. And I just think he had his head up his ass the entire time, and I can't stand it. And Parsifal is like the culmination of that. It's his last opera, For me, yeah. 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 It's the culmination for for me. And I know you are deeply in love with Meister Singer, so we can talk about that. I just really don't like Wagner. That's fair. At all. I, I, I hate him. I feel like it's... You're justified. Yeah, I mean, opinion. I think we've all talked a lot about how we'd want to do, like, a Wagner episode of Opera After Dark, but I'm just like, there's no way we talk about this that we can make this funny or entertaining for everybody because he was a pretty terrible person, mm-hmm. and his wife was worse. <laughs> the daughter of Liszt. Yes. Mm. Cosima was a bitch. Well, shoot. <laughs> Do we need to move on? Well, also, if you we, want, you can play some Parsifal, whatever. I don't well, care. Before, before we play some Wagner, I'm going to hook onto that and say that hook onto it. as I was trying to think about operas that I hate and having a hard time coming up with like something that really warranted such a strong word, I just kept coming back to you clearly, thinking... Clearly, I had a different interpretation. <laughs> Man, I... We needed to distinguish between hate and hate with a fiery, burning passion <laughs> to the depths of hell. Every time I see any Wagner, I'm just like, asshole. But then I have a very good friend who has um, synesthesia, mm-hmm. which is that, uh, if anybody doesn't know, is that, I wouldn't even call it disease, I think it's a superpower, where... Um, it's a special brain function, you, um, Yeah, it's a special brain function. You, like, see color um, via sound. So she loves going to Wagner because there's so many colors in the orchestra. It's like this incredible mm. symphony, and she mm-hmm. sees all these colors. Mm. I don't have that, and I hate him. Go on. Naomi, sorry to interrupt. So, sorry. as I was thinking, I think of like every genre of opera, every composer of opera, the one composer that I've had such a hard time getting into in any way in the operatic genre is Wagner and I feel Mm -hmm. like I've tried so many times to like give it a chance and like you know learn about it and study what it is that people like so much and obviously I know a ton about him because he is really important in music history and the more you know about him the more you're like ugh. yeah and like and I feel like you know the stories in his operas are so epic and the idea of leitmotif is very appealing to me and I was saying to Elspeth earlier that like other operas that I love, Hansel and Gretel, Rusalka, they have very operatic, very Wagnerian construction or influences, mm-hmm. but I just like them so much more. And every time I try and get into a Wagner opera as a whole, it just doesn't work for me. And so. Why do you think that is? I think it's because he's so long winded mm-hmm. that I think there's some absolutely sublime moments in Wagner operas, like when all the gods descend to Valhalla at the mm-hmm. end of the ring cycle, it's like gorgeous music, but you have to sit through three so hours of Gauderdammerung to get there, right? Right, and my attention is lost at some point in time. Why don't we so. take a break and play that? 
when the gods descend. When the gods descend. Ascend. To ascend, sorry. Ascend to. Bahala. I know Valhalla could yeah. actually be hell. I don't know. As far as you're concerned. As far as I'm is. concerned, it is right. hell. If well, you... now it's heaven because I'm like, finally. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is over. I was going to say, if, if, if you died and ended up in a place that has something to do with Wagner, you would assume that it was hell. Right. Right. <laughs> so let's listen to that. Okay. Okay. So the other amazing Wagner moment, aside from this... Tristan Cord. Well, yeah. Well, oh, it's man. important. Tristan, like, that's another like super long-winded Wagner. That sublime moments, moments, but as a whole, I just can't. But the, what I was going to mention is the Flight of the Valkyries is yep. an ma- amazing moment. Mm-hmm. The Hoya Taho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's awesome. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't know. I just want to, 
the first time I saw that mm-hmm. and, and, and learned that it was Hoya Taho, it just really <laughs> cracked me up. It sounds so stupid. Hoya Taho! Hoya Taho! Like, all that language? We, I, don't, I don't know, but I wouldn't I put it past hope. him because, yeah. you know, everything he thought he did was like golden sunshine out of his ass. I don't think there's any, like, <laughs> I do not like it. I'm really sensing that. So. What a jerk. I, but I completely understand because when you learn more about Wagner, you're, it's off putting the things yeah, that I he, guess I just can't separate the, the, man, from the man from the music. The music. Yeah. And that really limits my ability to enjoy and to be fair like his views on these things as you mentioned in Parsifal they do come out in the operas they do in yeah. Meisterzinger the role is it Messler who's Beckmesser Beckmesser yes who there's a lot written about the kind of derogatory portrayal of Jews through the role of Beckmesser that he's trying to like bury mm-hmm. certain things in or couch it in a story so it's not so obvious but maybe I'm thinking of the wrong Beckmesser is like the antagonist Who's like basically he's trying to woo what's her name? What's the, the um, main woman? Um, Lisa? No, but something different. That's like Clara. <laughs> Elsa. Oh yeah. No, Elsa's Lohengrin. Yeah, Elsa's Lohengrin and Elsa what's Frozen. Some, like, other like <laughs> in any case, dramatic names. Beckmesser. I'm not sure Gertrude. who you're thinking. Like very well could be Beckmesser. I'm looking at I'm the not cast. Sure I can't. I, I'm not super well read on it, but I just yeah. know that there has been a lot written about certain characters and certain plot points in his operas that tie into a lot of his very uh-huh. anti-Semitic views. I didn't so, realize. Well, he was not shy about no making you know these views known. Although in Meistersinger, and once again, I, well, not once again, I am not coming to the defense of Wagner, mm-hmm. but just because I enjoy Meistersinger, it is about, like, generally, it's about people that are in this, like, exclusive guild. Mm-hmm. And, the singer's guild. Yeah. And that, like, somebody who doesn't belong could never, you know, come close to doing what they do or like Jews. passing what they you know their test or their exam Mm -hmm. and then this guy walter this knight comes and he 
does something that's out He's of an underdog. Yes, and he does something yeah. that's out of their traditional form, but it's beautiful and they love okay. it. Ava is the name of the woman. Ava. Ava in paradise, yeah. yes. Yeah. You know, so it's the best part of Meister Singer, the Fry song. I gotta say. Okay, so that was beautiful music. Although I'm not I saying was, it's not beautiful. I just, just I I have a hard time it. listening to it and not being like that asshole. So is that if we're talking about operas that we hate, is that also your opera that you hate, Naomi, or is there another? So I thought opera? of another one that like borders real, real close to hate for Ooh, me. Ooh, what? Dido and Aeneas. Why? Because, okay, so the only good part of that opera is the aria, When I Am Laid in Earth. Right, and you do have to wait till the end to get to that. Yes. But it's only like 45 minutes long. Yeah, but it's 45 minutes of pointlessness. That's the whole not opera true. is 45 minutes long? It's not long. It's, it's not long. Rehearsal. Maybe it's in her Right? Hmm. Yeah. Rehearsal. Yeah. Interesting. I just, I think the only time I've ever seen it, I had, I don't know if I had high expectations of it. I just had a hard time really getting into it. Okay. And I found that I was just incredibly bored. And But I knew that aria, and I was just waiting for that aria. And then when it came, I thought, now I'm not sure that this aria was worth sitting here for 45 <laughs> minutes. So. 
That's fair. <laughs> okay, at least you weren't right. waiting for like three and a half hours. That is very true. You so know, it's you not like, like I waited through God or Dumrung for the gods to descend. Or you you waited <laughs> through like all of Rose and Cavalier to get to the trio. Right. That's a that long second act too. drags everybody. Yeah. Drags. Do you want, shall we listen to that? That aria that is comes... such a downer. I think we should. <laughs> we should maybe end on something like. Oh. Super upbeat. Because if you're interested, downer. listeners, look up "When I Am Laid in Earth" by Purcell. Right. She's basically just talking about after she commits suicide, what to do with her memory and her body. I mean, yeah. it's not happy. The the commonality commonality though here, other than you hating Wagner as a person, is that we hate operas that where we feel like we're wasting our time. I feel yep. like all of Wagner is a waste of time. Yes, but so like me. part of a big and reason why I don't. you think Swarnjell is yeah. a waste of time to you. That's fine. It's just, yeah, yeah, same with Dida. I think it's a waste of time in things that you just cannot, that just don't move you. They don't hook you. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, you're like, oh, why am I here? Right. So what do you say as like somebody who's a fan of opera or wants to like promote opera in general, like when your local opera company is doing one of these operas, like based off of what we've just said, do you think people just shouldn't go, or is no? There... Because Mm-mm. because I think that what hooks me and touches me is, may not be your ultimate, That's right? True. right? And Lord knows that Wagner has a huge and extremely loyal fan base. Yes, That's it very does not true. do it for me for a multitude of reasons. But and a lot I, of people love him. And I feel like, especially if you've never seen these things, like if you've never seen a Wagner work, and if you've never seen uh, Swarn Jolica Genie, if you've never seen Dino and Anne. Chances are you have like, seen a Swarn Jolica somewhere. And it was at a university where right. they didn't have any men. I'm I a, think if I'm a big it. proponent of you need to see the opera first and then decide for yourself totally. whether you like it, hate it, fell somewhere in the middle, like didn't understand it. I feel like it's not, I have not seen Parsifal from beginning to end, so it's not written off completely mm-hmm. in my books, but. Because I've seen other Wagner, I'm worried about whether or not I would actually enjoy it. Right. But at the same time, I feel like if the opportunity comes up in my life to see it, I'm probably going to try. And at least and make your own decision. Make my own decision. No, of course. And, and I think every opera should be like that because you never know what's going to move you when you're sitting in the opera house. I recommend, if you're a Wagner virgin, to see Rheingold because it is the shortest. Yes. <laughs> It also has the amazing prelude where right. the the world of the ring cycle is formed, and it's pretty amazing. Right, and then you'll know if you like this or not, and then you can yeah. go from there. Yeah. But Fair it's enough. the least time commitment yeah. <laughs> of any of them. It'll be the least angry that you spend It'll be the all least angry time. you spend, like, two hours, that's it, yeah. as opposed yeah. to six. Also, do yourself a favor before you go. Look up a chart of a family tree of all the characters in the ring cycle or something right. like It'll that. It'll be very confusing. Because if you, if you don't, don't know, know Norse mythology. Yeah. The mythology and the character structure. They don't explain confusing. it to you. Yeah. Well, if anybody listening just really feels like they need to vent about an opera that they hate. Please do so. Yeah. Just hit us up. Like, you write a paragraph long thing on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Send it to us. We want you to be able to get that out of your system. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, opera, I think, is like books it's like television it's like movies it's like art like you can love art and you can love films and you can love tv but you don't have to love every single 
book you read or every single show you watch, mm -hmm. every single movie you see. There's so many genres and composers and types and stories and like not you're not going to love it all. Right. Almost nobody does. So. There's yeah. a lot out there and whether we love it or hate it, we encourage you to try all of it and make decisions for yourself. Yes. Wow. Who would yeah. have thought that in our in our offers that we hate episode bench session yeah we would make a good case for why people should just try opera <laughs> even if you hate one of them or a whole computer. trying trying to end on a more positive note mm -hmm. yeah exactly. let's let's end the uh, episode with something that we all can agree is great something that we all love most things we all love I feel like okay. Should we end this episode with like your favorite moment in opera ever? Oh, so I know that's you can't just do it on the spot. What's Why something not? that we know that we all love? Well, I know that you like Pourquoi Rebellier, which is beautiful. Yeah. Which is from. No, we can't do it. I don't know it. Okay. Well, I would say you know. That's There's got to be another overlap. There's like hundreds of operas. Um, Vittorio Grigolo oh. singing whatever Romeo's aria is. Oh, God. Le Vittoire, the solo. That would be really good. Ooh. Or Sorry. another thing that he's sung. You know what? I just really, really love. Kleinzak? Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Okay. I think every person that hears that should love it. It's just so catchy. Oh, so right. good. So we're going to end the episode with something we can agree that we all love, and it is so random. It is a Kleinzak aria from, the I guess Tales you call Hoffman. it the prologue of the Tales of Hoffman? Yeah. I guess yeah. it depends on what version you're doing. Um, yes. In and preparation then we'll, for a future episode. A future yeah, we'll episode see you where we we'll talk week. about, we'll deconstruct the bizarreness that is the Tales of Hoffman. Next wonderful week, world we will talk all about the wonderful world of, of the Tales of Hoffman. Hoffman. And Offenbach. Yes. Yeah, so here it is, Kleinzach. Uh, before that, I'm Kyle. I'm Oscar. I'm Naomi. This is Opera After Dark. Il était une fois à la cour d'Eisenach. Un petit avorton qui se nomme Kleinzach. Qui se nomme
It's really nice. Derp, 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 I just want Elspeth to hear this. Actually, it's probably not going to help. Derp, 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 you just derp, have to act like you heard it. I ultimately don't think it will matter to her. That's fine. It won't. It fucking won't. <laughs> In the terms of uh, the Book of Mormon, she is... I can't say it. Yeah, you can. Do it. You gotta finish it. You started it. You gotta finish she it. She is wet with redemption. Oh! <laughs> and here is some swar- here is some Swar Angelica. 